Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to, uh, well, not really a transfer reaction show, but more of a transfer analysis show, I think. Um, you know, and it's a, it's a depressing time to be a United fan. And I know some of you might be wondering that the, the, the 50 people who watched the show probably wondering why we have not done more. Shows about United, about you know transfers happening because I thought it'd be a very busy period. Um, but then every morning I wake up and I realize you know everybody else is doing shit, doing stuff, and Man United are not, and it just gets me depressed. And I don't feel like doing videos. You know, I just don't feel like talking about you know other teams. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the Holland and Nunez and all these great people, and you know, and then we have Man United just monitoring and stuff. So that's why. But uh, then that just to share into the depression, I've got. Uh, Got guests here to talk about Manchester United's summer activity or lack of it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we've got uh, Farhan back on the show. Farhan, welcome once again. Nice to have you. Thank you for having me again, man. Yeah, it's a long intro. I hope you're doing well. And yeah, we've got Mike back as well. Mike, welcome once again. It's a pleasure to have hey, you. Guys. Good to see you again. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we'll get right into it. Um, Mike, we'll start with you for this one because, I mean, you know, Farhan and I, we were here about two or three weeks ago. So I was here as well. Um, and we're talking about the end of the season. And, um, you know, we're talking about how the season has been a disaster. We want to get behind it, you know, optimistic about what's going to come forward. Um, and, it, you know, just, I mean, there's a lot of things. There was a lot of restructuring that happened. There was a lot of, you know, talk about, well, this is going to be a new reset, a new United, a restart, all of that stuff. And here we are three or four weeks later. And, I mean, nothing's changed really, if you think about it. Um, you know, well, there have been some changes, probably not ones that we wanted anyway, but those have been changed. Uh, you know, so the, but, but the things still remain the same. It seems more things change, the more they remain the same, as I say. Um, and so I ask you, Mike, uh, what's changed? What, do you think anything has changed? Do you think we've been fed a bunch of lies once again? Yeah, good question. It does feel a bit of um, same old, same old. Um, although I guess it's still pretty early in the transfer window. Um, so I can appreciate that. I mean... You know, some of it's the same old, same old. Apparently, United looked at Nunez and like, nah, we don't think he's good enough for us. So, <laughs> so let's let Liverpool pay, what is it, 85 million pounds for him. But, um, and this is what Liverpool does, right? They get their business done early, every transfer window, and then they're done. And we're, um, I don't know, I was thinking earlier, is United um, in a really, uh, kind of in a rock and a hard place where it kind of has no leverage, you know? Um, it's got lots of money, so other teams know they can hold out if they want. Um, also, with maybe certain players, they're not as keen, perhaps, to to come right now because um, it's not just that the, the team is in not a great state, but the organization um, is. Uh, although, as you were mentioning, I do think things really seem to be solidifying well, you know, kind of behind the scenes. There's more of a football structure, it, it sounds like, uh, which is good. But yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's hard, right? The, the transfer window's basically just begun. So it's hard to be patient, especially when, you know, uh, City already has Holland, you know, uh, Liverpool got uh, 
that Nunez, right, to now where the city's going to get Cucurella and like all the, they're bang, 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 and they're done, and we're still <laughs> twiddling our thumbs. So I think, and, you know, we're being linked again with what, like 20 different players? Um, I mean, certain wow. players do seem to have more traction, but so I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be patient, but it's it's uh it's already getting getting a bit antsy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it makes some fun, but actually, you know, here's the thing. Um, is it is it really uh you know fun for which people to jump into this one? But is it is it really early? Because think about it, I, I just saw the report that Liverpool are about to sign Calvin Ramsey, and that's their last business. It's they're done. That Liverpool yeah. are concluding their business, right? Um, and forget Liverpool and City, Spurs are, are you know, going on and, and making all the signings that they need to make. Apparently, their business will be done soon. They're going to get Bissouma as well. Yeah. Um, is it really early? Because I feel like United need to make signings early. Because, I mean, in three weeks, we'll be back in preseason in about a month's time. And the, the fixtures are already out. By the way, and I'll talk about at the end what I think about that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, all, it's all happening quickly because we're running out. Yeah. Of, I just feel like we're running out of uh, time, even though, you know, I know it's early or whatever. But well, reality is it's a very short window and things mm -hmm. are moving very, very quickly. Everywhere else except at Man United, right? Yeah. Um, and, and about the money part, actually, you know, there's, there's an interesting report of the money, but I'll come to that. But I'll just go to your friend. And what do you think about this whole situation? Yeah, right? it's, it's sorry, uh, yeah, it's um, it's kind of interesting. I, on one hand, I agree with Mike, I think it is kind of early, uh, and I won't echo, I, I, I feel the same sentiments you said, but one thing that you were not pointing out is that Ten Hag is also new, a new coach. And like his wants are fairly new to, you know, he was hired maybe two months ago. Uh, whereas like the Liverpool, you know, um, Man City and um, Tottenham all probably identified their targets maybe as early as January, you know, because those coaches were in place at that time. So on the flip side, uh, I'm not, and this is in no way uh, uh, like, you know, giving credit to Man United. I just think that, they're trying to do the best that they can given the fact that they've lost a few people like Matt Judge is gone who's our negotiator we've lost um um you said we lost them I don't feel like they lost but okay. oh sorry they, yeah. well yeah. depending on how you look at it yeah but they still we we don't have a negotiator regardless of how you look at it we don't have a lead negotiator uh going into this transfer window along with I think the head of scouting or whatnot they've also left and you know, good riddance, depending on how you see it as well. But um, still, those are pieces that need to be filled, and they're likely filled by people who are new to the organization. But, um, you know, two weeks, the, and the last thing I want to say was that the, there was the the European Cup. Um, that Nations League. Yes, Nations, Nations League was happening at this point that just ended. So um, those are the benefit of the doubts that I'm giving them, and that's as far as it goes. But, uh, you know, yeah. but again, I, I do feel that a lot of that, yes, there is mitigating circumstances, of course, but I just feel that those are excuses. I, I just look at the excuses. I mean, Nations League, well, do the agents play the Nations League? They don't. Um, mm -hmm. Clubs don't play in the Nations League, right? You can still, I mean, you know, it didn't stop City and Liverpool from getting deals done, right? So mm -hmm. you can get deals done. It's a matter of a look. And that, you know, the good point that you made about, about, the, about the, the structure and the scouting is something. They had a guy in place who knew the players that they should go for. Uh, you know, his name was Ralph Van Nick, in case anybody's forgotten. Uh, and he had this whole list, and now you just sacked him. They just sacked him. And they said, go, you know, do your thing with Austin. We don't need you. They sacked him. Whatever else they might say, they sacked him. So, you know, and, and it's just, to me, it seems like, you know, they had all, if you look at them, if you remember with January, the kind of players that we were linked to, you know, the Kamaras, the, uh, you know, Zakaria and the Hedara, not that there's all A's and it, but yeah, 
you know, all these guys, Kone and all of those guys. It's all, all like, you know, players that were not in anyone's radar. They're like, you know, players who go who probably like 20, 30 million pound players at most. And they're cheap players. They're not, you know, young players. And we, now we link to all of these big names, you know, De Jong, Nunes, um, you know, Timber, uh, Pau Torres. I mean, Pauta is, by the way, he's just another, for me, he's just a Spanish Harry Maguire, but still, whatever. But he gets all these, you know, um, I mean, I know I'm being harsh. He's probably a better ball player than Harry Maguire, but he's still quite slow. But I just feel, Mike, that we're back again to the whole same old thing about scouting big names rather than getting the players. And again, you've got a list and he doesn't seem to want to, they don't seem to want to work through that. It's almost like they've decided that they're just going to go all on their own. And then and that's just, you know, it's, it's again, back to that same old point of trying to chase big names rather than going for players who might actually want to come to the club. Yeah, and I think that's where maybe, um, you know, the whole uh, De Jong uh, thing is, is really interesting, where I was thinking today, if, he, if they do get him, it, maybe that's like the first domino, right? Because uh, from what I read, you know, he's Ten Hogs, like number one guy. He wants him to, to start the project. And he's there. Barcelona is willing, willing to sell. And they already rejected one offer, apparently. So... Um, and so part of me is also, like I said earlier, you know, United's in a bit of a tough spot because, you know, teams uh, will kind of fleece them, so to speak. But on the other hand, pay the money. I mean, De Jong's maybe not entirely convinced about coming, um, but he had, you know, uh, really came to prominence under Ten Hag. And I think there's, you know, there's something there. Um, so I almost wonder if, if, if that goes through, that would be like the first domino to fall and that maybe there's timber um that maybe Dumfries they're talking about now you know um and uh, I think uh, Anthony is also um another another target so um you know I mean I have to admit uh, I think actually wasn't United even linked with Nunez back in the January window where he yes, would have been so a much he was, than had him. recommended yeah. that set yeah, to sign yeah. him and they rejected it um yeah rejected so um, I, yeah but Mike, I think I had, Sorry, I hate to break your domino effect, but it, it looks very likely that De Jong will not move because Barcelona have got the funding that they need. Um, they've, right, they've almost right. agreed with yeah. that. So the 700 million euro deal is almost done. So that means they will probably be fine unless they decide they want to sell him to raise money for other targets, but they don't need to sell him anymore. Um, so now it's a question of, well, will United... So that means they can charge 100 million pounds, which United will never pay. So, you know, we're kind of you know stuck in that yeah. situation where, again, we wasted yeah. six weeks, five, six weeks trying to convince a player who doesn't really want to come and who now the, the club doesn't need to sell. So I mean, I think, and, and I, I agree with, with Farhad that, you know, maybe one thing to keep in mind is, you know, Ten Hogs still fairly new. And it's a great point that, um, you know, City and, uh, and Liverpool already have that structure in place. You know, there's Guardiola's way of playing, there's Klopp's way of playing. They know which players will fit that system. They go get them. And, you know, and they find these guys like this Ramsey, I mean, you know, <laughs> and then they, they work them in. Um, so I think, you know, we're hopefully at, at the beginning of something like that, but that's going to take, I mean, what did Klopp needed two, three years, right? You know, Guardiola needed about two years to really kind of reshape the team. So, I mean, I'm also interested in, you know, moving people on, not just yes. the end of contracts, but let's sell some players too, like move them out. And, um, and the, I, don't, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this, but I think yeah, we do. there might also be guys there already. And that's yeah, and that's the second part, right? Okay, fine, players don't want to come for hand, but surely you can move players on. But it looks like they're you know struggling with that. So Dean Henderson, for example, is he's not gonna go on loan. I mean, you know, like just sell him for 20, you could sell him to for 25, but you're giving him a loan. Um, Martial looks like he doesn't want to leave. Uh, you know, Pereira, they've already rejected an offer. Apparently, they've got a better offer from someone else. I don't know where that's coming from. 
but they've rejected that. So, in the same with Eric Bay, Phil Jones, I mean, there's players they can move on, but for some reason, they just, again, inaction on that side as well, but they don't seem to want to act quickly. Well, yeah, the, the thing is, like, you know, you also have to look at the history. The last person, bef- well, we, we spoke about this, the last person we sold in a plus was probably, uh, it, the last two is Dan James and Cristiano Ronaldo. So, you know, we don't have a real history of, like, moving on from uh, players in a good way. So that's this is United trying to change the narrative, I guess, in some respect and trying to gain back as much money as they can or recoup because I see teams like Chelsea doing that. Like, look, they're trying to do the same with Lukaku, you know, where they loan him out and probably try to recoup at least half of, of the transfer deal um, that they gave away. So I think that's what we're seeing here. It's not, obviously, it's not looking good because we don't have, quality players that are um, sellable, I guess, to an extent. But I think this is this is just like their hard reset. I feel like I'm giving – these questions are making me defend Man United in some respect, and in no way yeah, am I, I trying just to. Just no, no, and, and in no way am I trying to. I just think that this is what's happening right now in, in respect to those things, you know? But, I mean, but that, that, that's an insult issue. I mean, if you're trying to raise money, right, you look at the assets that you have, you could easily sell players. I mean, I mean, it's not that hard to find a buyer for Dean Henderson. Surely mm-hmm. you can get some money, 2025 for him. Um, mm-hmm. You can get some money for Brandon Williams. Now that he's had a good season in the Premier League, you could get money for Axel Tronzini. You could get those kind of deals in. It just, and I don't know. And again, and I have a point about this, which I will come to next. Um, but it just feels like there's just inaction. It's almost like they're just waiting for something to to click something to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're waiting for, Mike, but it just seems like the, 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 the nothing's moving. Nothing's happening. That's the worst part. Nothing's happening. I think that's just, we want something to happen, but nothing's happening. Yeah, I mean, we don't um, know entirely what may yeah. be going on behind the scenes. I mean, I, can tell I you don't think... On behind the scenes. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't think, um, I don't think United's like sitting on their hands and, Agreed. you know, twiddling their thumbs and, uh, you know, um, staring into space, but... Um, but yeah, it's frustrating, uh, especially when you see how quickly other teams can move. But I mean, everybody knew how it was going to City, so that's not a surprise. Um, the Nunez thing, not entirely surprised in, in some ways. So yeah, when you see those teams going bang, 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 it, it's it's hard. But I think you know, again, Farhan made a good point about Ten Hag is new. But on the other hand, you know, he like came to United the day after Ajax won won right. the championship and like came and he got got to it so and i'm sure he was in talks well beforehand like i you know read about how he basically chewed like fletcher and murtoff out and you know and and so on and so i don't think i think they've known the players he's wanted for a long time um so i think it is also a fair point to say like hey like why isn't there movement okay if you if that guy's stalling or that team's stalling plan b so where's the plan mm-hmm. b like why aren't we, why aren't we, why is, why are Spurs getting Busuma? I mean, Agreed. he was to United back in, back in the, you know, back, why, why don't we go for this guy? Mm-hmm. Down for 25 million. Be an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, the price. Yeah. Um, it's so just... why do these teams like snag those players? And like you said, I think it's a fair point, Rohit, that, you know, we, uh, we kind of um, put too many, put all our eggs in one basket and wait yes. and wait and wait and wait. And, yeah. you know. and we'll come to that because there is 10 things that I need to talk about and Hyde as well, which I will say for the end. Um, but uh, just talk about players themselves, Mike. I mean, I, so one of the things that I expected was that as soon as the window starts, we'll start seeing some, at least one big player sort of being linked with the move. Basically him just coming in and saying, 
you know, somebody's got a goal, like some, the head's got a role. That's basically what I think it's the expression head's got a role. And so I was hoping that maybe somebody, not necessarily be sold, but is somebody, you know, like being rumored to be going away or something like that. But all the players who've been bad last season, they're all still there. I mean, you know, you've got Maguire is still there. I think Maguire is going to be the captain, by the way. That's going to kill me. Uh, you know, I think Maguire is <laughs> going to be captain next season. I just have a feeling for that and I'll come to that in a second. But, uh, you know, Bashford is still uh, hanging around, like quite, quite, you know, is there. Martial is quite comfortably hanging around. You've got, you know, same with Bandesaka. Bandy was going to be gone, but nobody wants him. So it looks like all the players that have underperformed last season, they're still going to be there. And, um, again, it comes back to is it player power? Is it the fact that they've basically all, you know, gone and spoken to the board and said, you know, they're not better not saying anything bad about us. Uh, you know, and uh, we all want another chance. Is that something that's happened? You think at the back again that the that the board is doesn't want to upset the players by you know trying to offload any of them? Um, well, one, I hope not. Um, in my and secondly, one of the um, I mean, I read when Ten Hag got hired, I tried to read as much as I could, um, and it sounds like um, for me, it sounded like we would almost get uh, something of a return of a Ferguson mentality. Mm-hmm. If you're not pulling your weight. If you're not doing what you need to do, you sit or you're gone. And I really think that's what we need. And I think partly my sense is that's why Ten Hag was hired. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's time for some, some tough love and some deep surgery. Now, yeah, I mean, you know, I think Rashford last season, I think it was a blip. Something was going on, mm-hmm. um, you know, recovering from injury and surgery. Uh, he's not suddenly a bad player. Maybe mm-hmm. just the coaching wasn't there, things like that. Um, but yeah, you you know, if Juan Bissaka has been identified as as ultimately not good enough, sell him, move him on, take a loss, you know, create the space. Um, I also have read, you know, Ten Hag is certainly going to look at the academy players. So um, you know, you've got Hannibal, uh, James Garner had a great season at, at Nottingham Forest, uh, for example. Um, you know, and and uh, even uh, Van de Beek, you know, can come back and be almost like a new signing. Depending, oh, but I, I don't say that. Man. I don't know. He, you know, that. he, he was oh. nominated for World Player Football of the Year. You know, know. And, uh, he was, no. so who knows? Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think they're sitting on their hands and, and twiddling their thumbs to mix my metaphors. But um, but it does seem weird that that nothing concrete has come about either outgoings. Or, um, or, or or getting somebody in. And I think right now, maybe most fans would just be happy with like somebody. Somebody yeah, new. Some, or something. Just, just, even just tell me, tell me that somebody's leaving right, that I want to see gone. Like if yeah, the tactics would still be optimistic. I mean, no, to be honest, seriously. I mean, it, by it, subtraction. It, it almost yeah. feels like the players have got away with it. That's what I feel like. It's feel like, well, they were, they were yeah. bad and now they've gotten away with it. Like, oh yeah, that's cool. You know, we were bad on the running, but nobody cares. I, my sense mm-hmm. is... Um, <laughs> uh, I know my sense is I don't think they know what's coming from what I've read of Ten Hag. I mean, it sounds like on the one hand, he's an incredible like people guy. He really like gets to know his players. He like cares for them. He's got their back. But on the other hand, I I think I don't think the players kind of know what's coming. I don't think yeah. they're gonna be able to do the same things they've they've been doing. And quite frankly, who knows how much of this is maybe hair stay or not, but you know, Hogman not being there may may help. For example, it may help the, the dressing room, the mood. Uh, if Lingard moves on, um, as somewhat sad as that is, that may change things as well. But I think, um, and maybe, you know, we got to give Ten Hog the start of the season, maybe give him a season or half, or, you know, a half a season. And then 
he's got it then he'll go to work he's got to see what he's got right so mm-hmm. yeah and i hope that that happens but fine i mean one issue might be wages i mean you know if you think about it i mean you know van bissaka is on very good money at united you know and somebody comes in and says well, we'll give you the transfer they've got to pay a transfer fee and they've also got to pay the wages and i don't think he's worth the wages united are paying mm-hmm. i don't think anybody is to be honest but uh, that's you know um here near the near the other so they, those guys can just be like well no, i'm not going anywhere I'm, I'm gonna stay here and so then you know is that a is that a problem as well for united no we know they'd like to penny pinch so absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah our wage structure and that's going back to um the young that's why i was a bit i was a bit weary about um getting him because his wage his wages are like 300 i think he's on 350 000 pounds a week. Yeah. He, he would come in as one of the top earners immediately on the team and it's just like what are you going to pay him for that new contract um you know 500 is he worth <laughs> it personally i don't know so um i was a bit I was a bit teetering on that to that fact because we have players that come into this team get healthy wage because that's really our if you really think about it um at this point in time that's our in our in our arsenal like we can really like outbid a team by providing high wages but is that beneficial to us in that sense so we've seen in the past with alexis sanchez um you know how difficult that was to get off the books and now you now we see with martial who's out of favor in Sevilla coming back what's his future looking like he might not even want to play for this team doesn't no one's going to pay him two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a week um so yeah of course our wage structures is um needs changing and if it if that's what's happening that's what I mean like in general if if all of these slow processes that are happening are due to this a uh, ridiculous thing that we created um in terms of like our wage structure our transfer policy and stuff like that and this is us getting it right for the future i'm okay with that but i have no faith that it is right now i'm just hoping on that fact and and just yeah. just want to add to mike um about ten hag i think that's going to be our biggest signing this summer for yep. sure him mm-hmm. because for sure he he's like he he he's like the real a real coach the last real mm-hmm. coach we probably had was like maybe van gaal who's like talked about a system you know Mourinho was more about of a name and then you know how um the last uh, ole was so essentially he's a real exes and old guys and i think a lot of these players might benefit from us like might look better in a system and i mean all of them honestly like um even though they don't necessarily deserve a chance i truly believe like this guy is is going to bring something to this team that we've never seen. Oh, I'm hoping and I'm really excited about him more than any transfer that's coming in. So, we'll see. Yeah. yeah but for that, he will need players and uh, that's where it is. Now, what about Eric Ten Hag because I mean, I like Eric Ten Hag, I, you know, he's a fan of Bournemouth. I like him and and he's obviously, you know, hopefully we're all optimistic. We all we're all optimistic. And my optimism has dampened considerably and I'll talk about it. But, um, it has because there are a few red flags. There are a few red flags and you know, I, I feel like, you know, we need to be be um impartial i think we need to be you know we not need to look at both sides because we're guilty of this as fans we cannot get too excited we cannot get too carried away and then you know it all comes crashing down and everything just burns what's the so, what's the point of being a fan if you can't get excited man come on <laughs> no no i allow myself to get excited but at the same time we got to temper that excitement at the same time not to get carried away and i think the one issue that i have now is is again i go back for and i think we talked about this the last we talked about ten hag's first interview and what mm. did he say i need to assess i need to look at the players they finished second the team has got great potential and he talked about maguire being you know a great player who's contributed a lot uh, sorry contributed a lot not a lot but he contributed a lot and i almost laughed when he said that um but now i'm worried that it might be real i mean i just feel because this is a report that's come out is that he wants to assess these players 
And I feel that's a mistake. I don't think he should be putting time towards assessing some of these players. Some of these players need to go. He doesn't need to assess them. Because mm -hmm. beyond what we may think about whether they're good enough or not, and they're not, you're wasting time. You're wasting time in assessing these players when you could be spending time maybe giving youngsters a chance, maybe bringing new players because these guys are taking up sports space. I just feel he's, he's that that's a mistake. I, I don't think you should be giving players a chance. But what do you think? Do you think, uh, in, not, I'm saying or not all of these players, but do you think there are certain players who shouldn't be given a second chance and who should be offloaded? Well, um, that's to to get to, the short answer is I like from the season I was watching I mean I, a lot I, I agree with you some of these players don't deserve a chance um, you know we we we've talked about them we've you know we've named a few in the show but I can see like if we're looking being practical from the team standpoint like Man United as an organization I think they brought in a coach that um, would also adhere to what they need as well. And I think Ten Hag kind of sold them on that idea. Like I can work with, um, you know, the less, the less of like, of, of, uh, of a team. I've done it before. I've built a team in the past. And I think that's what's kind of um, the, the organization kind of got sold on the idea that this guy can come in and maybe be somewhat of a Fergie where he takes a bit less than what he should be getting and making magic out of it. And, you know, I don't think that's a great recipe. Do I think I, but to add to the second point about the young, the the team, I think yes, some of these guys um, don't deserve to play um, in the sense of like they haven't shown any um, respect to the team, respect to the club in terms of like their their playing their playing style for the most part. Um, but that doesn't mean that there won't be younger guys that are coming in. And he maybe he meant assessing you know the, the guys that are, were on loan as well. Maybe he meant assessing the youngsters. Maybe he meant assessing the the seniors as well but I think he you know he would probably like to know he's like he took Daily Blind and made him into an amazing um you know center back because he was able to recognize that his skills as a passer is much better than a center back and positioned him in that way so you know we don't know what he what Ten Hag is thinking in terms of like tactically speaking he's shown himself to be you know he took Tadic who was on Southampton on his way out and turned him into you know, a remarkable football player in a system. So that's, I, I understand when he says that he needs to assess, but on the flip side, like, you know, when, when, when the bad goes bad, we're going to be like, listen, what were you doing? What, not watching any tape? Maguire has like 50 YouTube clips of his, do, of, uh, he of just had another one with England. Thing. So, you know, but supposedly, he yeah, exactly. There's a comp being made about him every single day. So it's like, yeah, I, I see your point of view, but I also get 10 Hags, um, point as to him wanting to assess and that means you know my second point mike because is this a cover from the board from the club again where they're going well then you know the squad in a second it's not that bad and Aranik was crap you know you know he didn't know how to handle the squad you are better you can do more more with the squad and again you know what that means we're not spending money because you know we don't because we need because yeah. we need dividend money so we're not going to spend money on the squad do you feel that's i i feel i you know these all conspiracy theories that go on in my head and you know i have explored <laughs> all of these things but you know, do you feel like that's that's also a factor as well? That maybe they thought, you know, well, you know, you're a good coach. You can coach these guys. They finished second last season. Uh, you know, the season before. You know, you, you don't need to spend money. You know, you don't, we don't need to give you two hundred million. You know, you can work with a hundred uh, and make this work. Is, is that also, you know, something that you think is is possible? And you know, all of the noble intentions of Eric and Hag aside, and we're talking about the board intentions. Is that probably something that they're also thinking? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm um, I'm that cynical yet <laughs> <laughs> you're never coming on the show again you're never coming yeah, but, I mean, but <laughs> the point about 
to the point about assess and what uh, Ten Hag said about, uh, about Maguire, I was like, okay, he knows how to play the politics. He's not going to come right out and say, yeah, Maguire was, was awful and yeah. crap and, and I want him gone. I mean, this is the captain. He's like, what did we spend 80 million on the guy? He's not going to like throw him under the bus and he's not even actually like at the club yet. So um, I think that was Ten Hag just being like shrewd, so to speak, uh, playing the politics. I think, I do think once training starts, once the players are there, once Ten Hag starts getting them to, to learn what he wants them to do. And if players don't do it, they don't work. And from what I've read about Ten Hag and, and players who play for him, he's like all about the, everyone plays for the team. And if anything, you know, that really seemed to be one thing that was lacking, especially, you know, in sort of the latter several games of, of the season, uh, for instance. And, um, you know, as, as much as, uh, you know, Ronick had a, a bit of a, I don't know, um, a sort of sad exit, so to speak, he spoke some hard truths. And, you know, and, and I do think some people, at least at United, were listening. I think things are changing behind the scenes. Um, again, you know, as Farhan mentioned, I think a bit earlier, that's going to take time. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there's the, you know, there's the potential for Ten Hog to, to take Rashford and, and unlock a player that's, that's, you know, been there for a while, just had a really bad season. Um, and, you know, he's got some players to work with, but, um, but I think, you know, that was him playing politics, but I think assess also from what I understand with Ten Hag isn't just about, um, isn't just about the player's like ability as a footballer. It's about the person. And I think, um, I think he needs to kind of get to know the squad in that way a bit too. So it's hard. I mean, um, uh, as Farhan mentioned earlier too, I mean, um, you know, when we're constantly comparing ourselves, so to speak, to Liverpool and City, like they're, they're four years ahead to where we want to be. Um, yeah, I mean, we may not you... need four years to get there but yeah. so yeah I mean I don't again uh, I don't know I'm not as jaded yet as you wrote it maybe you're not as cynical um, but I, I think that. you're 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 not the, I think it's it's fair to wonder if you know there are these things with the board and you know and we know that they would renew certain players contracts just to like maintain or increase their value unrelated really to football and and uh, so uh, it's 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 a very naughty problem and it's going to take a while to, to undo the knot, so to speak. Time, I don't know. I, mean, I, I agree with that. I agree with, you know, you, you might be able to convert certain players. Like, I'm not talking about specifically about any one player, but there are players in that team that I know, and you know, and we all know, they're not going to become 10 players. Like, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to, you know, and many of them have probably been checked out. I mean, you know, it's not like Eric Bailey, for example, has not played at all last season much, and he's not certainly going to be, you know, a player who's going to play 40 games, 50 games a season. He's not. He's just too injury prone. So let him go on. You know, you've got someone like Axel Twanzibi who's never got a chance, who I thought he should be given a chance, but hasn't been given. They're not going to use him. Why take him on preseason? Let him go. Um, same with Brandon Williams. Same with, uh, you know, maybe, well, they'll probably keep Dallas and, and Shaw and probably Fred, Fred and McDonald will probably stay there. Um, but, you know, someone like Phil Jones, let him go. Uh, and there's others as well. Um, and I'm just picking names out. Uh, you know, Dean Henderson, let him go. You don't need to assess these players. Just, you know, some players need to go. Just, you know, you save spots for space that way. Um, but it just, I don't know, it just feels like uh, people want to track their feels. That's just what I think. Fine, you were going to say something. You're muted, by the way. You're muted. My, my apologies. But to your point, Rohit, like those players don't necessarily, to me personally, they don't affect the team 
um, that in the outside of Maguire maybe shot, but those two, the, the the rest of them, yes, we can get rid of them, but it doesn't really make the first team better. And I think the whole point of this yeah. transfer window should be getting guys that make the first team better. And but, uh, but here's the thing: uh, they do make the first team better. better. How? Because you because apparently United only have a hundred million pounds, hundred twenty million pounds. That's the budget that they have. This 120 million pounds, right? Uh, that's all they have. Oh, I see. The rest your point. of the money has got to come from sales. So mm-hmm. that's where, you know, if you sell them, you know, you easily, I mean, you easily get 30, 40 million pounds for all those players that I mentioned. You could easily get that. Now you've got a player, 40 million pounds gets you, you know, defender. It gets you a defender that you can get. So that way they do. And the thing is, you keep, and of course, if you keep them in the squad, you know, their morale, you know, they're probably not that happy anyway to be there. They don't know if they're going to play. Might as well get rid of them, right? Um, and 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 of course, not to mention, if you're carrying a Bai, if you're carrying a Tuan City, you're not, and you don't have, you have less space to carry somebody else who might turn out to be a better player from the youth squad, and you don't get the chance to assess. And that's just my opinion. I just feel like it's wasting time, um, yeah. things that don't need to be wasted. But we'll move on. Uh, just final notes, of course, and then I'll talk about the the schedule when I think about that. But the last thing, Frankie Deon, but this is the latest news that that I've got. Um, you know, uh, I'm not gonna, not going to say that it's a very breaking news or whatever, but this is what I've heard is that apparently Ten Hag is very keen on Frankie De Jong. Uh, and so he has basically asked United to keep, and this is me defending the Glazers, by the way, in case anybody's there. He's basically <laughs> said that he wants them. He wants him. And so therefore, um, he's willing to wait to see Barcelona lower their price um, before. Like that's, he feels that he needs him. So that's his top player, that is top priority. He said he needs him. Now, why does that stall other good deals? Is because United, again, only have 120 million. So whether you pay 70 or whether you pay 100, you know, that determines then whether you can spend on other players. Now, imagine if you spend 70 million on, on uh, Frankie de Jong, uh, uh, Farhan, that doesn't leave you, that leaves you 50 million to buy yeah. one. What are you going to buy? Because you, you can either buy a Pau Torres or you can buy uh, an Anthony. And you might not be able to buy either because they're probably both maybe 60 million pounds, but that's literally all you can buy. So in a season where we said we need four or five players, you're all doing math and we're trying to figure out who we can get. You might only get three players because you might get Ericsson and Peter Answer. That's literally all you can get. Um, you know, and, and who's the fault here? I mean, is it Eric Ten Hag for being stubborn that he wants some a player that he knows is probably going to affect his budget? Or is it, you know, the Glazers for not giving more money? Who's at fault? Is there anybody at fault? Oh, <laughs> man. It's, so, I, I can't, well, yeah. I, who's at fault? Go, right? There you go, right? Who do you blame? And if, who do you blame? <laughs> it's like, do you, yeah. have, do you have another 30 minutes? Because we can, we can, we can point out a few people. I know. I think it's the team, the team, the team, the team. The team, uh, <laughs> we do have another 30 minutes. Ah, you don't have it because, you know, you've got to be somewhere else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just mean, <laughs> I, I know, I just mean in general, um, if I had to choose, it's the team. Because Ten Hag just came here and he he has a system and a belief that he um, can be fulfilled with FTG. So if he believes that Frankie can do that, so I can see that being a priority. But the problem to me about this whole transfer window is that it, Frankie, it doesn't matter who if he gets Frankie or if he signs resigns Pogba, which is not happening, obviously, but gets the best central midfielder in the world, we don't have a CDM to um, to support them, and that person is going to struggle regardless. And I've not heard, you know, to be honest, I I, I if all the links and the names that I've I've heard uh, tied to Man United, I've yet to hear a CDM um, um, personally. I maybe Rohit, you got your sources and your and whatnot, but I I don't know anybody, and I think. Um, the latest, yeah, the latest is that Vitinia from Porto is apparently seen as a CDM that came on, but he's not really a CDM. But apparently, they see him as a CDM. So okay. that is where he's supposed to be the Matic replacement. That is the latest that I have heard. Now I don't know how true it is. Um, you know, I'm not going to claim that this is some kind of in the you know, big source, but that's what I've heard. Now I don't think he is. From what I've little I've seen of him on YouTube, 
He doesn't seem like he seems like another Frankie De Jong, to be honest, which is not a bad. Oh, there, there is another player. one I've heard. Someone, some I think he plays for PSV. Sangare, or... Ibrahim Sangare, Sangare. Um, that's yeah. but there's not been any contact, so I don't. I think that's okay. just paper talk. I don't okay, think. Okay, well, Nemes no. is the only other one. That, that yeah. Was... So my point is essentially that you know that role needs to be fulfilled. We we need a CDM. It doesn't matter if Frankie comes in. Um, you know, I think that position has a gaping hole. I as great as. Ten Hag is, and um, um, you know, tactical he is. I still think that position needs to be filled. So, uh, yeah, we talked about three or four. It's looking like maybe two, even three. But as long as, to me personally, I is, I've, I've maybe my standards have lowered. If we can get a CDM, I'd feel a bit better going into this season than I did last season. Because I think, though, you know, even though we did those marquee signings, a lot of us felt that you know we still have a gaping hole. We can't go into the season with. Yeah. Uh, McFred again and whatnot, and so we did. And I pray that we don't go again this season. So if Frankie and someone else do come in, you know, um, yeah, you know, take what I can get. That's a good point. But but I but we do know that Ten Hag doesn't play with an out and out CDM. So that is something to keep in mind. So I think he's probably trying to look for someone who can complement Deon. I don't know who that is. Um, and he's of course still got to look at McDominay and Fred. And I think they don't want to sell him. So you know that that's you know I don't know who doesn't want to send him, but somebody doesn't want to send him. So it's got to keep them in mind as well. Um, but let's uh, uh, find things. Uh, uh, Michael, uh, oh, Mike, brother, sorry, see your name there, Mike. Ah, uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's a bit of a slip. Uh, oh, Mike. Um, the, the other thing is if now this is the thing if Ten Hag doesn't get the players that he wants in by August, and whether that's because of his own stubbornness or whatever, um, do you see? I what do you see the season looking like? Because I'm I'm really st- because if he has the same team that he starts with, I think this this season is going to be worse than last one. Um, but that's just my opinion. What do you, what, you know, um, hmm. it's, it's difficult. That's he doesn't get the players that he wants. Yeah. Um, well, I think they're going to be growing pains anyways, but I actually don't think this season would be worse than this past season. I think almost no season for at least United could be as bad as this, unless, you know, we got relegated <laughs> for instance. Um, and, and quite frankly, you know, I lay most of the past season on the players. Uh, mm-hmm. It just became so apparent in the last, like, five to eight matches. It was the players. And I think, um, and, yeah, no, I think, well, I think once Ten Hag gets to start training with that team, and he's, he's, he's going to be there from the start. He's going to have, like, the summer, you know, or at least, july and, and august he's going to have two well five six weeks um i'm sure i think uh, i think i read he's already like he's going to contact players ahead of time you know give them info on what they they need to be doing and, and thinking about and stuff so um and i think again from from what i've read you know he's going to start implementing his ideas and apparently he's pretty strict about what he wants and if you're not you know keeping up or you're not, not doing it you're on the bench or you're out and maybe this is where, you know, we get some of those young guys in. I mentioned Garner earlier. Uh, you know, it sounds like he could be that guy. He's, he's young, but he had a, a great season at Nottingham Forest. His stats were, were incredible, like, and consistently. So, you know, it may be that um, maybe for the first season, the first half season, we don't get everybody we need. And I agree with Farhan. I mean, if, if anything, we, we need, even if it's not, well, we need something like a CDM. We need an upgrade in that area, big time. And it's been it's been a, a gaping hole for a long time. Um, yeah, but all the know, quite frankly, I mean, we, we have the offense there. I mean, I think Ten Hogs going to be great for like for Sancho, for example. Um, mm-hmm. 
Along has already shown what he can do um, again. Uh, so I think, you know, to a certain extent, if we don't get all of what we want or hope for, at least there are some players there. And I think Ten Hag will change the mentality of the team. And, and that, that can be a big difference. That yeah. can make a big difference where players were struggling. They weren't interested, you know, new, new coach, God impressed the coach. And, and if you don't want to impress the coach, you don't want to play or you're not going to give it your all. I think he'll have no qualms and I'm hoping he's got the backing of mm -hmm. like, yes. you know, the, the structure around him to support him. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we started seeing end of last season, Ronick was, was benching Maguire. So it's been done. Um, but, but, well. Yeah, but no, I, so I don't think this coming season will be as bad as last season. Mm -hmm. It may not be wonderful, but I think we hopefully, I mean, my sense is, um, if he can, if he really works on the mentality of the team, and I think that's that's a huge thing. And I fire on what you said earlier. I think he's the biggest signing. Mm -hmm. I think he he's gonna he's gonna like be the guy. Um, and and so I think, as I said earlier, I think maybe some players may not know what they're in for, you know. And and you know things are gonna change. And so I think even if even if he can get them mentally to be more consistent, to be tougher. To be uh, to be more together, there are good players on that team, um, and, and and that could change things. It could take you know a few games. It could take a couple weeks, but yeah. Well, I hope I can share your optimism, both of yours. I hope I can try to get <laughs> like some. Like I said, I'm not me. not too cynical just yet. Um, no, that's fine. I, I, I looked at the fixture list, and I I obviously if things are going the way that I think they are and things can change where they are, I don't think they're going to get more than five points from the opening six games. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with that. My problem is, you know, you know that this, he is not, Eric Ten Hag is not the choice of the board. He's not the choice of the players. He's not the choice of the media. They all want one person. And, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's a fan appointment. And I'm just worried that they will all jump at him, right at him, like, you know, and be like, well, this guy is not the right guy. You know, get him out. What are they doing? What are they doing? And yeah, then, I think that's exactly why he's the right guy. Yeah, me too. I, I believe he's I the right guy. No, I, I like yeah. him. I, I like him. And I think I definitely want him to send. I want him to succeed. My worry is he's just going to have to deal with so much. And there's there will come a point where, you know, because it's easy to change some fans' opinions, right? And then suddenly that whole thing becomes a storm. And then eventually the, the you know, people will just turn on him and they'll just fire him. Um, and bring yeah. in Pochettino because that's who they want. That's who they want. They all they all want Pochettino. That's what you know for some reason. And, uh, and then we they all know how. Him. Yeah, I'm sorry. They could have had him. They could have had him. Yeah. If they, no, but that's what they couldn't because the fans because the fans said they didn't want him, right? And so they need to listen. For once, they listen to us, and we got Eric and Hag. Now okay. it's like, well, you know, what do the fans know? That's that's always the attitude of people in that position. I what, what do the fans know? We know better than them. So you know, it's always that, and and that is a worry for me. Um, that they're all waiting to be proven right or trying to prove themselves right. And that's my worry with, with this whole thing. So, I mean, you know, I'm okay with waiting a little bit and seeing how things go, but uh, I just have a feeling that there are some people who may not want to take that approach um, right at the top. And so I just want to say, like, uh, to echo Mike, I really urge, you know, maybe you, Rohit, and others, whoever watches about reading about this guy, he's really an impressive person. And, you know, yes, I'm sure know. we've all read about him. I think, well, I mean, I'm sure anybody who's read about him is very impressive. Not sure. I just, I just mean like, you know, not to take away from Man United, of course, Man United can, they, they serve um, critique, but even in that interview, when he first gave to the, um, to the, um, you know, to the press conference, you can see how short and, you know, to concise he was about his answer. It's a lot different from Ragnik, not, and I appreciated Ragnik's truth. There was a breath of fresh air from what we've had from Ole. But I think, you know, he, he's one of those people that keep things in-house and keeps 
those things that you know um, that happened to the team within the team and what was what was happening in the last few weeks and in the last few months was, was just leaks after leaks about the dressing room about this person doing that and that's just a toxic environment that you know I don't think any team wants to come into so it's about changing the culture and I think this guy can do that not and I'm not you know it's a, it's it's really unfair to put it all onto him mm. uh in terms of like um to bring back Man United to its greatness but I just I'm impressed and I'm excited for him and his style of play for the most part you know what I mean yeah, yeah. it's the people above him that's the problem it's not yeah, yeah, necessarily that it's a problem I do think mm-hmm. he's made a couple of mistakes already but you know um those are things that people do but I you know still in, still on board still on board with him um, but you know, it's just the people above him. We don't trust them, and that is a big problem. We, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get some optimism in you, man. It's just the they, they, At the end of the season, I was optimistic. I was like, it's a new season. You know, the, the yeah. players, you know, everybody's talking about the structure change and this to that. Let's get a few signings in. You know, let's yeah. make Timber. Yeah. Timber was almost done. And now it's not done. So like, it's almost not done. Like, it's almost like Louis Van Gaal is, you know, convinced him that he should not go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Frankie De Jong was ninety percent done. Now apparently, you know, Barcelona found the money, so he's not done anymore. David Nunez is gone to Liverpool. So it just looks like United. And, and if well, Bissouma is gone, they were never in for apparently, but Bissouma is gone, uh, Kamala is gone, everybody's going elsewhere. So it just, it kind of dampens the enthusiasm because what is the club really doing? What is what is the long-term play, which I'm not able mm-hmm. to understand. So that's where I guess the trepidation comes from. And I've seen this movie too many times. So I'm hoping it's not that. But anyway, anyway, we can keep talking about this for like hours and hours. <laughs> so, you know, people were here, but uh, I know everybody's got lives to live. Uh, and uh, you know, got to go down things. So let me know in the comment section. What do you think? What, what do you think about our views? Do you think um, you know how? Um, do you think United can turn this this transfer window around? What do you think United can do? do you, where do you think? Um, where do you stand on 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 the structural changes? Do you think we actually made any changes, or do you think it's just um, you know cosmetic? Like I think it is. Uh, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, smash like, of course, uh, for Brian and Mike for their views that they've got given for this and for joining the show. We enjoyed that, of course. Thank you so much, guys, for joining. It's always a pleasure to have you both. And, and sharing your opinions. And it's nice, you guys had some opposing opinions. So that's totally good. You know, I felt something I feel like, you know, this is what everybody thinks, but maybe I'm just a little bit solid in my head. Sometimes I feel like that. So it probably two is, truths, but- Two truths can exist, man. You're not lying. And- <laughs> yeah, well, they can, yes, for sure. You know, they can be two truths or, you know, it's just a matter of like one of us will prove right in a couple of you know, I hope it's not me. But uh, yeah, that could happen. But anyway, thank you guys. It's always great to have you. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please do remember to smash a like and also share it. Um, we'd appreciate that. Also remember to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, follow us on Facebook. Um, let's hope let's hope United do some business so we can do some reaction videos to those things. That's what you want. So don't blame me, blame the glazers for not for me not making videos. But anyway, if you subscribe, uh, when we do videos, you will get notified about that. We appreciate your support, of course. Uh, please do enjoy. Take care, have a good day or night for the time watching this. And see you again soon. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.